Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited today to have our friend Tisha Messing on for a recording after it's been about a year since we've had her on. And Tisha and I have had a time trying to connect with each other, and we've had the goofiest things interrupt us being able to have this session together. So I'm so excited we finally get to talk. So Tisha, say hi to everybody and tell us about your homeschool world right now. Well, I'm Tisha from Adventures in Mommydom and I have three teenagers, uh, twin 15-year-old boys who are driving now. So last time we oh. talked, they were not driving yet. And yeah, they are driving good. now and that is a whole world of stress that I am learning about. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, you can't go, well, okay, stay in the lane. Okay, you, ha- you have to stop or you, ha- you have to go faster. Yeah, there's that's been fun. Yeah. And then my 13-year-old daughter is a bundle of opinions, and she is quite sure that when she starts driving, she will be perfect, and she will do it much better than her brothers, <laughs> which is yeah. not make her brothers happy with her. <laughs> so we're, we're all in high school and hopefully yeah. by the time this goes live that my kids will be dual enrolling at the local college just doing one class a semester oh. I didn't get organized enough to do this for the well actually I should rephrase that I didn't think it would be possible for the fall semester because of COVID and all the crazy and then I found out like two weeks before school started that they were doing the testing that you have to do online since you can't do it in person. And at that point we already had a fall vacation planned and I briefly considered doing it because all the classes are online anyways. But I thought that I would just have a revolt if I tried to make them go to class while on vacation. Oh yeah. So I, I decided that that would not be a good plan for that. So hopefully in the spring semester, they will be each, taking one class at the local community college. Do the twins have the same kind of interests or do they diverge in their interests at the high school level? Okay, so that's a tricky one. Um, in many ways, they have the exact same interests. So they're big video gamers. They love board games, but uh, they have different interests in terms of what their career is. So the boys, one, uh, one of them originally wanted to open a restaurant, but now he's actually leaning towards possibly doing something in the public service industry, like maybe doing a police officer or a fireman. He's kind of leaning towards oh, fireman a little bit because he likes neat. to help people. Mm-hmm. And amusingly enough, so if anyone has ever discounted going to a fire station as a field trip for your high schooler, I would say you need to talk to the fire station ahead of time and tell them, hey, we have older kids. Because when our homeschool group did this last spring and they part of the way through split it into the younger kids, so the younger kids could all sit there and try on the fireman's uniform. And they talked to the older kids about what it's really like to be a fireman and what it takes to do that as a career. Mm. And suddenly he was interested in being a fireman because he's like, I like the idea because they talked about how sometimes it's not the call for a fire. It's the call. For, you're the person who's reassuring someone as they're waiting for the ambulance to get there because usually yeah. the fire truck will get there first. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, I like the idea of doing that type of thing to help people. Yeah. So don't discount those field trips that you usually think is for like your kindergartner. Because yeah. sometimes your high schooler will still learn a whole bunch. Yeah, that's, you know, the kids never outgrow field trips and it just becomes career exploration. So that's mm-hmm. that was a great trip. It, it really was. Um, so my other twin, he wants to be um, currently a computer engineer, possibly for programming video games. Ah. And so at the time, originally we were setting up, we were doing some career stuff where they, they each have independent projects and the original chef was doing cooking and the other one was doing uh, computer programming stuff. So I need to talk with my no longer possible chef to see if he wants to change that because he still loves cooking. Uh-huh. He actually really enjoys that aspect, but the talk if that's real, still what he wants to do is his independent project. Uh, yeah, very good. You're a mom that that understands flexibility. So today we want to talk about some things that can kind of give a bit of life during the winter time to our homeschool schedule. So it can get kind of like trudge, trudge, trudge. And so one of the things that Tisha kind of sparkles with is creative things with homeschooling. So we were talking about what, you know, we should talk about today. And she says, let's talk about a book and a movie. So Tisha, give us some ideas about books and movies. All right. So I went to public school. I'm not a second generation homeschooler. And one of the most awesome things that would happen in school was the day when you would come into your classroom and you would see the TV cart. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) And you knew that that meant today you were watching a movie Mm -hmm. and you got to watch the movie of whatever book it was you just read. And I was thinking back to how magical that was. And I knew that my kids would not understand the amazement of the TV cart. And actually, Mm -hmm. most public school kids still wouldn't because now pretty much all classrooms have TVs in them. Uh, So they don't they don't get the magic of the TV cart anymore. But we so I started thinking about I started thinking about, okay, well, how can we make this like special? And so what I started doing is. I've been doing this since they were in about third grade. So th- this has like scaled up dramatically uh, because they're involved in it now. But when they were in third grade, I would brainstorm because I'd read the book too. Uh-huh. And I would brainstorm snack ideas to go with it. And so one of the very first ones we did was Ella Enchanted. And so we did a pumpkin carriage and I had like mini shaped cupcakes that I put oh peanut butter cups with. And they uh-huh. kind of vaguely like carriages if you have imagination. Mm-hmm. And we did like, you know, okay, we've got a couple of things that uh, the uh, Hershey Nugget treasures, if you put them on a piece of cardstock, they look kind of like books because Ella has a magic book. And so we just came up with all of these different snacks and we talked about the book and about, okay, what does the book mean? What's going on? And things like that. And then afterwards, we watched the movie and we compare the book and a movie and talk about how did it do it adapting the book? Did it get the overall idea of the book? Or was it just this terrible travesty of a thing where they took the name and they destroyed the book? Mm-hmm. Uh, which sadly is very common in the YA genre, in the middle yeah. grade books, where they're like, this book's yeah. popular, we should make it into a movie. Mm-hmm. And they're like, innocent characters were very much harmed. 
when they made this movie. Yes. <laughs> and they slaughtered them and they killed them. And then my kids all yell in outrage and it's hilarious to me. And uh, we watched Alice Through the Looking Glass last night because over the summer, I let them pick whatever book they want from my list. Because So on my blog, I've got a list of about 300 books that have been made into movies. And, oh, we have to link to that in the yeah, show notes. And some yeah. of them are just, this author has like 20 books made into movies. So like Tom Clancy has a whole slew of them. Oh, the one who wrote Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. Agatha Christie. Agatha Christie has yeah, you know, yes. all of those. Shakespeare. Some of them, I just go, if you like this author, you can almost certainly find a movie about one of the books. Mm-hmm. But I, I print out the list and they're all made into, it's made into bookmarks because I like bookmarks oh, and they neat. also fit really well into your purse. Uh-huh. So, like for years I would carry them in my purse because uh, I haunt used bookstores and that would give me a chance to pick them up occasionally. And uh-huh. um, now they're older and they have e-readers. So it becomes much easier because I can give them all the, I can just buy the book once on the e-reader but so they look at the list and my daughter got hooked on, there's a musical vague, vaguely based on Alice in Wonderland and Alice in the Looking Glass called Wonderland. And I got her hooked oh. on that. So she read Alice in the Looking Glass finally this summer. I've been telling her she would love it for years and she finally listened to me. And we watched the movie last night and that was so horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> they killed those poor innocent characters and they took characters in who weren't in there and it was it was sad it was really sad (laughs) but it was such a good discussion topic right so even when it's a the movie's a disaster it helps the kids to to notice what they've read and learned and what their opinions are and yeah. how to discuss things. So even even a, a rotten interpretation movie version is good fodder for discussion. Oh, it can be great fodder for discussion. And, you know, it can also be great fodder to just sit there and yell at the TV for like <laughs> two hours as yeah. you go, why did you make that choice? What yes. What is that? thing and you know and explain how the book is so much better and why did they make the character this age when in the book the character was that age and we also then sometimes get into casting choices because you know there are limitations when working with young kids yeah you can only do it for so many hours so sometimes they age up the character because then they can film for longer hours yeah yeah right so we, we talk about that and sometimes we talk about how it can be wildly different, but still correspond to the heart of the story, what the story was trying to convey. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have some favorites? So the kids have read the book and actually liked the movie interpretation, even though it may not have been, you know, as how they would have liked to have seen it. It was still good. Um, I'll have to think on that one. They have a very long list of, Things that they consider travesties. Okay. What are some of their travesties? Do you know? Uh, let's see. There is a made-for-TV version of Benicula that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> Artemis Fowl was the most recent one because they've been listening to the Artemis Fowl books for years as uh-huh. audiobooks. Yeah. And they have been eagerly waiting for this movie that's been delayed and delayed and delayed. And that one finally came out. 
most of them tend to be the children's books that really mess with it or mm -hmm. something where they're trying to make it modern. Jules Verne kind of suffers from that. Around the World in 80 Days, uh, at some point they latched onto this idea of a hot air balloon uh -huh. and yeah. using a hot air balloon, but that is nowhere in the book. At no point does he use a hot air balloon, but because it's so visually iconic and was used in one of the early adaptations, it has since been put into every movie version since then. Yeah, I, it, we we love the um, Around the World in 80 Days different versions because we'll compare them, you know, one to the other. You yeah. know what, my kids, my kids, and of course it dates me, loved the movies based on Lord of the Rings. And even though, of course, it's not going to be one-to-one -one match, yeah. they felt like it caught the heart of the books and yeah. they, they really loved the movies for what they were there. Yeah, same with my kids. They they uh they love that one. I'm trying to think. See, the thing is, is the ones that they talk about. It's because what happens is whenever they see a, a new bad adaptation, they restart mm -hmm. all of the oh, and remember how terrible did. Where does this rank in the listing of bad adaptations? So I'm trying to remember. Last year we read. I've actually got it here because I had to reorganize my plan. I've planned out what they were going to read in high school. Yeah. And then I had to replan it because I, I figured out we weren't covering modern history in one year. It's going to take two years. Oh, yeah, good. So it makes no sense to read Diary of Anne Frank in the spring mm -hmm. if we're not covering World War II. So I pushed mm -hmm. that all back. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Tisha, if a parent was going to contact you and say, how do we find books with movies? One thing they would do is click the link to the blog post you have that has a list of books with movies. But what else would you suggest for helping parents get the most out of a book in a movie? Um, I would have them think about why they want to do it. So if it's just for fun, pick whatever random book you feel like doing. If there's a specific purpose in it, uh, then... Start thinking through the reasons why. So some of the books I picked were based off of what I read in high school, kind of going, I know these are good high school books and they'll get good discussions. Some of them were because I wanted a series of discussions. So last year, our theme was speculative fiction and we did a lot of science fiction and we did a couple of like historical science fiction and more modern science fiction. We just kind of compared the two. And looked at, okay, how are they different? And so it's it's going to be somewhat in what you want to do with the discussion that mm -hmm. you're having. And then I would also look at what your expectations are in terms of how what you want them to read. So we do about one book a month. Uh -huh. And so I figure going Monday through Friday, they can read 10 to 20 pages a day. Uh, mm -hmm. I... I estimate about one minute a page so their goal is to read about 20 pages in the 20 minutes that they're required to be reading the book mm -hmm. if it takes them a little longer then they can figure out how to find the time so i that's kind of how i roughly go so i look at it and go okay you can do a 400 page book in a month uh -huh. uh, the, the world will not end this is not an over overwhelming expectation for a high school student yeah, uh, we're going to be doing Les Miserables. Yeah, later this year, and the abridged version is eight hundred something pages. Yeah, my my kids read the abridged. 
Yeah, I, I was originally going to have them read The Unabridged because I have I remember reading The Unabridged in high school for fun because I love yeah. musical, but I didn't want to spend three months on a book. And yeah. I don't think it's fair of me with the other requirements of what they're doing for school to be like, you can read an 800 page book in a month. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I do think they could. I think it would just be a, a more stress that I necessarily want to put on them. Mm-hmm. And in that and moment. You- do you guys always wait till after the book to watch the movie or sometimes do you go in the other order? Uh, we always read the book first and then watch the movie because that's the point of the discussion. There's a few movies that I, so we started reading Swiss Family Robinson as an, well, listening because it was an audio book on a car trip. Uh-huh. And um, I grew up watching the movie, so they'd seen it when they were way too young to listen to it. But we got part of the way through that book, and we're just like, we cannot finish that book with my daughter without just it being horrible, because I think she was nine at the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like every single animal that they run into, they kill it and eat it. Uh, it was just gonna do it just was not going well you know she's fine with the idea of eating it but she doesn't want this description of them going in and killing everything gosh i don't remember all that in the book it's been a long time yeah neither my husband and so like you know they run into penguins on this island i don't know penguins and so it, it describes how he goes in wades in and starts clubbing them and the poor animals were so stupid they did nothing to stop him and i'm like what why no so we quit that one but we still watched the movie and talked about what we would do with uh how very different the movie was from the book yeah (laughs) and 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 good thing yeah yeah there's a couple of like the ones that were disney classics that i grew up watching that uh i don't make them read first but as a general rule, I try to make them read the movie first. So like when uh, Wrinkle in Time came out, uh, my daughter oh, yeah. read the book before we went mm-hmm. and saw it in the theater. And then mm-hmm. we all just cried. Yeah. In sadness. Yeah. 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 I, could, could, I couldn't bring myself to watch the movie. Um, all right, Tisha, we could talk about movies all day. So, uh, but we got to wrap it up. Tell everybody how they can find you. All right. So I'm at Adventures in Mommydom and it's literally just spelled adventuresinmommydom.org. And I write about all sorts of fun, hands-on learning type things. It's a little less so now that they're older, but you'll find a lot of reading, a lot of history. Uh, I'm more into the fuzzy side of, as one of my, engineering friends he calls you know anything that's not science fuzzy okay so um i'm more into the fuzzy side of stuff because i like science but i'm not conversant enough to speak about it authoritatively yeah whereas i can do that on reading and i can talk about history all day long that's probably why my kids get history memes on their phones texted to them but um yeah so you'll find all sorts of stuff that talking about how to make history interactive and trying to get people to realize that history isn't just boring dates. Yeah. And uh, a lot about our books and movies because there's a lot of them since we've been doing this for like six years. We have everything from third grade books all the way up to high school books. Yeah. 
it really is like the Adventures in Mommy Then's a great, great resource. And I'll make sure we have lots of links there in the show notes. So Tisha, thank you for joining us today. I am so glad that we can talk about books and movies in the middle of the school year and kind of liven things up. So Yeah. So this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.